True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we have a really cool guest on today. We are covering the Missy Beavers case, which is our main case here at True Crime Broads. And Renee and I think you'll love him as much as we did. Um, we just want to preface this by saying we do not know who killed Missy Beavers. We've said that on several episodes. And we want to make it clear that the thoughts and the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the person that we're having on today is going to discuss a certain person of interest and the witness, um, we'll call him, um, he, we contacted MPD. Um, Renee actually wrote an email on August 1st, alerting MPD to talk to this group of people, this guy in particular that we're about to have on the show. And um, we, they didn't respond. So I hit reply all and I wrote again on August 11th and they did reply fairly quickly to that one. But what we learned is that they never did follow up on this tip or this information. So Renee and I just decided to interview this individual ourselves. Yeah. I mean, since they didn't seem interested and nobody was ever interviewed or talked to, you know, maybe they're looking at someone else now, you know, maybe that it, they're just on a whole new trail and you know, so we decided to go ahead and do this episode. All right. Thanks again for joining us. And you won't want to miss this. This is a, it's a really good interview and a fantastic guest. So welcome to True Crime Broads. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And today we are doing something a little bit different. We're super excited. We have a local band on. It's the leader of a band called Blizzard of Oz. And they're not just local, they do travel around. But if you live in Dallas, you know, they're based here and they are fantastic. They are an Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath cover band. And we have the singer, the Ozzy here. His name is Shame. And Shame, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Shame Osbourne. My real name is Robert Fortier, but uh, everybody calls me Shame. I, I get called many different names. But uh, I am the Ozzy of Blizzard of Oz, and, and uh, I also have another band called Heirs of Salvation as well that I sing, play guitar, and piano for. Check us out. Wow, awesome. We sure will. Hey, we are so excited about your show coming up on October 1st. Renee yes. and I are going to be there. I'm so excited. Yeah. It We've been listening to you on YouTube over like for a long time, not just recently. And my husband and I were like in full blown Beavis and Butthead mode with our little <laughs> hands up and our heads bobbing. We were like, they are so good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, we're excited. And um, so how did, how long has Blizzard of Oz been in existence? Um, we've been together almost got over 15 years. Wow. wow, that's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. 
Um, changed here and there, but then we got the original get band back together a couple of years back, and you know, things happen. But it's good to have all the original guys back. It is. It's a, a different chemistry than uh, with other people. Right. Absolutely. That's so awesome. I've always loved Ozzy. Even when I was very young, I, I started like an Ozzy. So I'm recording in progress to get to hear you uh, play. And yeah, that'd be great and sing. That'd be awesome. Yes, it will be very awesome. Okay. So yeah, Blizzard of Oz, awesome band. We're going this weekend. We hope everybody out there that hears this will be there as well. It's in Louisville. What's the name of the venue, Shame? Called The Chill. The Chill. The chill. I've never heard of it. Did it used to be called something else? Oh, hell, I, I wouldn't know. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to think if maybe we hadn't heard of it because it had his new name right. or something. But anyway, that's going to be so exciting. Um, okay, so how many band members in Blizzard of Oz today are original members from 15 years ago? All four of us. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. We did go through a lot of changes. Our, our guitar player left. We got another guitar player, and then the other guitar player came back, and then he moved away again. And the bass player and drummer quit, and I, I had, I was left putting together uh, another Blizzard of Oz, and and uh, thank God I had Jim Cry, Scott Floyd, and Tom White. Tom White played drums. Scott Floyd played bass, and. Uh, of course, y'all know who Scott Floyd is, mm -hmm. and uh, and Jim Cry. Everybody knows Jim Cry. You know that man. That was a, that was a great form of Blizzard of Oz. We did good. That's a awesome. Good time. But it's nothing like the original band. The original right. guys have chemistry. We, you know, uh, we didn't always used to get along, but you know, we, we grew. I think that's typical of band members. You know, you're together a lot and. You know, everybody kind of does their own thing, and so you kind of have to just figure out a way to get along and do what you do best. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I've known a couple of bands, and they tend to just kind of ebb and throw. It's a relationship. I mean, it's like all relationships. I'm sure they go up and down, and you're with each other all the time. It's like family. Right. You get on each other's nerves, and you're trying to work together, and yeah. I'll I it, get it. Because we, we play jokes on each other all the time, and... <laughs> Um, sometimes the jokes might get carried a little bit too far, but uh, if it's funny to me, oh well. Right, may not be funny to somebody else. I, I hear you. That's that's funny. So, what about the? Tell us about your band members now. Um, you know, Chris Wilde is probably um, he's probably one of the best guitar players around. That's you awesome. Know. Up there with you know Jim Cry is probably my favorite guitar player in this town, and but there, but there's just so many out there. You know Chris Wilde's just another one. You know you've got John Inman. I mean that that dude's the king of guitar. You know in this town, and uh, I mean there's 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 many others. Uh, I have you know friends like uh, Jimmy Fritz and Creeper. You know fantastic, phenomenal guitar player. I mean I've known him all my life and. Another great guitar player. Creeper's a great band. Uh, good, good, heavy, heavy thrash metal type stuff. Uh, God, there's just so many, so many great guitar players. But, you know, then we have our bass player and uh, Guy Gustafson. He's a, uh, 
a very unique, very uh, on the point, uh, perfect. You know, it, if, if it's not perfect, uh, it, it has to be. Wow. Uh, he, he is probably the greatest bass player I've ever uh, had the joy of playing with. He is just—he's just phenomenal. He's—he's, he's, you know, just great. And then you come to our Scott Stout. Uh, there is no other. There's no nobody better. There's nobody better. I will put him up against Neil Pert. Oh my goodness, that's saying a lot. I mean, yeah, Neil Pert's not here to defend himself, you know, but he's looking down, saying, "Yeah, man, Scott's pretty good." Yeah, I got to see Rush live not long before Neil Pert passed, and I'm glad I did. That was a really good show. It's 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 interesting how Rush has a mostly male following, because I went to Rush with my husband, and you know how at at events the women's lines to the restroom are always super long. Right. It was the opposite. American Airlines Center. I just I walked right into the bathroom. I was I've never seen that in my life, That's and my crazy. husband had to wait in line for the bathroom. <laughs> That's funny. Nice turn. Nice switch on there. Mm-hmm. There is a uh, uh, a slang name for for music like that, and it's called a sausage fest. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that rush was definitely that. That's so cool. That was hilarious. And you know what? I, I feel like it's really awesome because you look so much like Ozzy. I'm sure you hear that all the time. Um, I get it everywhere I go. Yeah. I can be in Walmart and people want their picture made. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's Rest awesome. Nicely. I could, I could be in a pair of shorts and uh, a T-shirt and people are like, hey. You have a cause, can I get a picture with you? And I'm like, of course. That's, That's so awesome. cool. <laughs> and, and you embody him so well on stage. I mean, you become oh, Ozzy. It's amazing. Oh, that's, uh, I mean, it's a transformation, you know. Uh, of course, you know, to this day, I still get the butterflies right before I go on. But but once that, that first note hits and the, the crowd gets into it, uh, I become Ozzy. Right. Um, it's right. just so what, so what do you like a little bit better? Do you have a preference? Do you enjoy playing the Aussie solo stuff more, or do you prefer to play the Black Sabbath songs? You're going to put me on that spot. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, I grew up uh, with with older siblings. So I had two older sisters, and, or I still, still have them. Uh, one is uh, three or four years older than me, and then the other one is... Uh, 20 years older than I am and so I got a wide variety of music in my life and I was introduced to Black Sabbath at a very early age and I was 12 you know not a great age to be getting hooked up with Black Sabbath but <laughs> my first album was uh, we sold ourselves for rock and roll and and uh, that was it for me I, uh, I I learned every song on that album and uh you know, my, my destination, I, I, I wanted to be the lead singer for Black Sabbath. And that, that was my goal in life as, as a child. And, and uh, here I am in Look a tribute. <laughs> That's great. Inevitably, you did what you set out to do. Well, I love Black Sabbath, too. As a little kid, mm-hmm. um, my brother was 12 years older than I am. And those were the sounds coming out of his bedroom, which I was not allowed to go in, by the way, when he had his friends over. But I remember those sounds. That's what was coming out of his bedroom. Yeah. And I longed to go in there and hang out with them, but right. they weren't having it. They were so cool. Yeah, <laughs> they were in high school, and I was literally like five or six. But I remember those sounds coming out of his room for years. 
And so, yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I've got a little bit of a, I lean a little more toward Black Sabbath, but I love Ozzy too by himself. Right. Uh, absolutely. We're doing a couple of new tunes, uh, not new, but uh, they're new to us. We're doing uh, um, See You on the Other Side off the Osmosis album. And it's a, uh, uh, I like that one. It's a very, very many, meaningful song to uh, to our band. We've each four of us uh, have had uh, family members pass away over the past three months. Oh, oh just, no! I'm so sorry. After my mother passed in July, uh, uh, mm. my dog, my my best friend, he passed away in in August. And oh gosh, Chris's Chris's father passed away. Uh, in August as well, and our drummer uh, lost a son. It's just been a horrific uh, few months. I am so sorry. Probably. That is so fresh too. Just a few right. months. So sad. Yeah, we, we we get back into our music, and yeah, that's what we do. That that keeps us going. Right. That makes sense. Um. Yeah, we're really, really sorry to hear that. Um, so um, you guys have that brotherhood, which is wonderful. You've got that friendship. You're there for each other. Because I know what it's like. I lost my mom last year, and it's just brutal. So I get it, what you're going through. And I'm so sorry you lost your dog right after that. That's horrible. Our dogs are like family. So mm -hmm. that's horrible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I couldn't say that I was any more upset for either of the other. It's just, yeah, you know. It's just horrible. Right. It and I'm sense. sorry about the other passings in your band, the the father. And then, of course, Luke, there's nothing worse than losing a child. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, but, yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. That would make that song more special. What other songs um, are you doing that are new to you? And I, you know, that's really new. But, uh, you know, we used to do a lot of old Black Sabbath. And so we're bringing back The Wizard. And, you do uh, such a good version of The Wizard. That's one of my favorite <laughs> YouTube jams. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite songs. I don't know. The Sabotage album is probably my favorite album. And uh, we used to do a couple of uh, songs off of there. That voice is so, uh, so up there. I have to have a couple of weeks of training just to get that voice back, to get that, that high pitch that Ozzy does. And, on that whole album that, that was the prime of Ozzy's voice was sabotage for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. Absolutely. Totally underestimated album, but uh, one of my faves for sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to cue that up on the way home now that we're talking. Right. About it. That's exactly. what I'm too. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, have, have you ever met Ozzy or have any plans to meet Ozzy? I have met Ozzy on two different occasions. I was, I was, I think 17, I was at a Texas jam. Uh, uh, Brian Adams, it was at a Texas jam and Brian Adams was right before Ozzy and me and my buddies were all standing in front row and my buddies thumping cigarettes at, at Brian Adams. And, uh. and <laughs> I, I said, I don't have to take this anyway. And, uh, uh, Everybody just starts screaming, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. So anyway, I went around to the side where Ozzy was going to be coming up the ramp. And I was like, hey, Ozzy, I'm a big fan. He's like, don't talk to me now. And I'm just like, what a dick. 
but uh, uh, then I got to meet him another time, and uh, he was signing autographs and stuff, and and I was like, I don't want to autograph. I just, I just want to talk to you for a minute, you know, and uh, you know, asked him, you know, was he more in favor of the Aussie or the old Black Sabbath, and you know, and, and he'd be like, uh, well, you know, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's a great impersonation. Right. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> that's so that's so cool though. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, yeah, he was he was a jerk the first time, but the second time he was very humble and uh, it was a joy talking to and him. And I love that you asked him the same exact first question that I asked you. <laughs> which question which do you like better, Aussie? <laughs> <laughs> we were on the same wavelength when we met that's Aussie. So funny. Yeah, I haven't met the real Aussie, but um, this is awesome having you on. Um, okay, so what can we expect on October 1st? Because we've never seen Blizzard of Oz live. We're strictly YouTube fans. So right. what should we be prepared for? Should we bring earplugs so we don't blow our eardrums out? If you're not used to it, it's a loud music and <laughs> earplugs. Okay. Uh, case. I know that... Uh, uh, the the band members uh, wear them. I don't. Uh, I'm. I guess I'm lucky. I haven't gone deaf yet. So. <laughs> yeah, I grew up what? going to loud shows, and I've never worn earplugs. So why, why start now? My, yeah. And everybody in my family seems to think I'm deaf. So I guess that's why. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do say huh a lot. What? Yeah. What you say, huh? I think it's. I think it becomes a habit, though. Sometimes you know. I know sometimes I'll say, huh, and I heard them, but I didn't hear, like, the whole thing. And then they're like, you need a hearing aid. And I'm like, no, I actually just didn't hear part of what you said. <laughs> I well, we I'm not hearing, I, it's, it's not paying attention. Yes, yeah. I was, that's what I was about to say. Good of you, good of you to admit that, though. <laughs> <laughs> My husband wouldn't have said that. He would have been like, oh, no, I just didn't hear you. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so, and this is good. Tell us where this is going to be and. This is at the Chill in Louisville. Uh, I would rhyme, and I didn't mean to make that happen, but uh, <laughs> but it worked. Yeah, it was a, a really cool place. They got an awesome PA there. It seats a lot of people. Uh, it's comfortable. Uh, drinks are uh, um, drinks are drinks. I don't, <laughs> They're recording. I don't, I don't know if they have specials or not. Um, I'm not really at liberty to to uh, promote alcohol sales um i just know that uh um they'll fix you a good drink if you need one awesome well we are so looking forward to going there and this is our first time playing there and, and we're looking forward to it as well how um what time do you expect to actually take the stage well we had the option to get an opening band which uh would have helped my voice for sure, because uh, now we're going to do 24 freaking songs. Whoa. And I'll be talking the show. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be real good for, uh, I don't know if, if you know this, but uh, I've started a Rod Stewart tribute band. and That's uh, awesome. Now, are you Rod uh, in that band? I am, I am going to be Rod Stewart. <laughs> right. That's so cool. Now, are I you... Just, Going back to like Wake Up Maggie, all that stuff, or like Maggie Mae, whatever that song's called, or you're just doing disco, or you're doing the whole thing? Now we're going to do the whole thing. We're going to go back to do uh, some of the faces. And, you know, Rod Stewart wasn't, nobody even knew who that kid was, that cat was, you know, because uh, Jeff Beck was the, the head dude for the faces. And 
Rod Stewart was just a voice. And, you know, then people started res- recognizing that, that raspiness and, and, you know, Rod Stewart got famous off that. And, uh, but yeah, we're going to be doing stuff off the faces. Of course, you know, Maggie Mae's a, a must. You got to do that stuff. And, and of course, do you think I'm sexy? I was just fixing to ask that. Okay, awesome. That'll be so fun. We're going. We're definitely going to see that. Yes, absolutely. Called Forever Young, a Rod Stewart tribute. Oh, that's a great name for it. That was a great song. That when I was in high school, that was in super high rotation on MTV. That video. Favorite all time songs, and uh, I I just love that song. Oh yeah, it's great. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see you transform from Ozzy to Rod Stewart. That's gonna be cool. You only see to see the wigs that I have. Um, oh, I have yeah. never. <laughs> I can imagine for Rod. Never did a been a wig person, um, uh, but I went ahead and bought a couple of Rod Stewart rigs and wigs and. Uh, um, I'm uh, kind of kind of afraid, but we'll see what happens. No, that's gonna be so fun. I want to play you know. I also like that song, Young Turks. That was in high rotation on MTV. Our best, we're doing it. Yay! Yeah, that's a great song. That's a good one too. All right. When does this start? Um, our first practice is supposed to be next Wednesday, but I have. I don't know if everybody's going to be ready, and I have a show on Saturday, and then I have another show the following Saturday in Houston and uh, the Blizzard of Oz. So I'm going to be quite busy with the, with, with the Boo Band. Yeah. If you've never noticed, our initials are B-O-O. B-O-O, that's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Right when you but, said that, I realized it. Yeah, we have uh, two shows weekends back-to-back, and so uh, I'm trying to get my voice into shape. Uh, some of these songs are a little bit higher range than, than I'm used to doing, but uh, it's not a problem. I have a great vocal coach. His name's Dave Houston. And uh, uh, God, he has brought my voice so far. Uh, just out of, out of nothingness. Uh, you know, I, I could sing, you know, I could fake my way through a song, but Dave just, uh, he brought the true voice out of me awesome and can't thank him enough can't right. thank him enough dave houston uh he uh, uh the name of his uh coaching vo- uh vocal coaching uh is uh the name of his business is escape my memory but uh i'll remember it when this is over i'm sure right. eventually it'll pop in your head well, yep. I come from a family of musicians myself, not, of course, anybody famous, but my I've always sang. My daughter has an absolutely incredible voice. Um, she can sing just about anything. My son, he sings, and I don't even know what you call it. It's that music that I don't really, that screamo music. He sings that type of music. And my husband has always played guitar. My father-in-law plays the drums. So there's a lot of musicians in our family. Um, but, I, you know, of course, I, I know what goes along with, you know, singing. I know what you're talking about. Keep your voice in shape. What are some things that they suggest to you to keep your voice so it doesn't, now you don't lose it by the end of the show or before the show? Practice. Uh, the Your vocal cords are a muscle. And uh, the more you work on them, the stronger they get and the longer they last. And, uh, you know, I'm in the prime of my voice right now. And uh, I want to keep it that way for as long as possible. 
Did I ever suggest to you, um, I used to have people, my uncle used to always tell me this, and I don't know if it's something you've ever heard, but they used to always tell me to drink lemon water. Is that something that you ever suggest you do? You know, uh, it's it's uh, a, a wise tale. Oh, okay. Because lemon, you know, citrus and stuff is going to dry your vocal cords out. It's That's just going to strip them, and it'll cause you, in the end, to have lymph nodes on your vocal cords, which I went through because I was a honey linen person. Right. You know, I thought lemon and honey was the answer, and uh, finally learned out, you know, uh, drink this this dude told me to drink a, a hot Dr. Pepper. Mm. Saved, saved my voice for a long time until wow. I started, awesome. started to get coaching and that's that's where I am now. They, I told my son to drink um, that throat coating tea. So he does that before a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just don't do any of that. Yeah, uh, interesting. A lot of people might get away with it and, and do them good. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I just strict you know strictly drinks um uh, soda water that's really cool yeah that's awesome cool to know i'll have a beer or a, a shot you know during the show that happens um sometimes more often than should happen but you know mm-hmm. it's <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> why not right it's rock and roll okay so did you have any more questions? I think that's it for me. Well, is there anything else you want to say about the music before we take a break? Nope. Just everybody needs to come and show up next weekend and have a good time and uh, hope to see you there. And our friends that are listening in Houston, because people listen nationwide, what is the details on your Houston show for our Houston audience? <laughs> I have no clue. I just- <laughs> you know what? We'll put it on our social media, y'all. Yeah, we'll handle that for you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll look it up later. Yeah, we put you on the spot there again. Okay, sounds good. We're just going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the Missy Beavers case. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much for hanging in there with us. This is Crystal and Renee with True Crime Broads, and we are back with Shame. All right, Shame. As a local citizen that was living here during the time of the Missy Beavers murder, what what did you think of that when that happened? When it hit the news, we all had our own reactions. What did you think about it as a Dallasite? Well, let me... Let me, let me explain how, how this all came about for me to even know about this. And, you know, of course, I saw it on the news uh, one or two times, and, and it was freaky. And uh, so that was around the time that uh, the band was breaking up and I was, you know, scrambling to get members in my band because I had, I had shows booked at House of Blues and other places. And I had to scramble to get some, some, some musicians into Anyway, so I stumbled into Scott at a show one night, didn't res- recognize him. And I just, you know, after you know, I discovered who he was, I asked if he was still playing. And he was like, Yeah, I just got a bass. And I was like, You got a job because there's no other geezer butler than, than Scott Floyd besides Guy Gustafson. Gustafson. And uh, uh, I knew that Jim Cry was interested in being in the band. And uh, so we all got together and we met, uh, I'm sorry that this is kind of dragging out, but we all met, no, you know, no. Jan, uh, uh, that chick, uh, um, what is her name? Tammy Lejeune, Tammy, Tammy Lejeune. Uh, she showed up at one of her shows with her husband 
And if you live in Middle Lothian, uh, supposedly you're a swinger. And uh, that is uh, the story that we were told everybody in Middle Lothian is a swinger. And uh, Tammy and her policeman husband were not excluded. And uh, they did lots of things. Uh, my wife and I, we got invited to a party at their house one night and uh, Scott happened to call me and say, Hey, you probably don't want to show up. This is a swingers party. And I don't mean to laugh. We, I'm a little immature. <laughs> wow. We, we did not show up to that. And, no, wait a minute. Was Scott at the party? Scott went to the party okay. and that's where he and Tammy got together uh, in front of her husband, you know, and, uh, he himself was having an affair with Missy Beavers. And so he really didn't care. And uh, we all knew this. Tammy told us all, you know, Tammy took into confidence a, a very close girlfriend of mine. And, uh, you know, basically just flat out told her, you know, hey, you know, uh, the police think I did that, but they'll never find out. And, you know, and if you tell anybody, I'll know you told them because you're the only person I told. And so this person confided in me, hey, I'm afraid of that bitch Tabby. And I'm like, I'm afraid of that bitch Tabby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> He's uh, quite quite crazy. And uh and I don't give I don't care who, who hears this, who sees this, you know. Uh she she brought Scott down to the lowest level I've ever seen him. And, you know, uh, he and I, we, we were in bands when we were children. I say we were children. We well, were so our you've team. Known him a long time. Oh, wow. You go way back with Scott. Scott and I were in a band called Armageddon back in the early eighties, you know, and uh, I was, was 16. They were all, they were all dudes already. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I got their band. We were doing stuff like Gloucester Cult, Alice Cooper, um, Iron Maiden, stuff like that. We were called Armageddon. And, uh, you know, it was a cool band. Uh, and then, you know, I didn't see Scott for 20 years probably. And he just showed up at one of my shows at House of Blues. And, and uh, it was my lucky night. You know, got Scott in the band. And then... Uh, I'm not kidding. When Tam, once once Tammy came onto the scene, it was uh, it was just craziness. Tell us some uh, differences. Like, what was Scott like before he met Tammy and after Tammy? It, he was into the band. He was on time every practice. He was on time to our shows. Uh, he, you know, didn't he didn't do drugs. He didn't do anything. You know, uh, you know, we drank our beers, but. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, it started changing and she was trying to be a part of the band and wanted to have all this stuff on stage and be a part of the stage uh, preparation. And uh, our very first headlining show at House of Blues, you know, we're supposed to be there at three o'clock, you know, setting up our stage. He don't show up till 10 minutes before work to hit the stage. Our first song, his amp's not even turned on. And, wow. you know, had he not been with Tammy all day, that shit wouldn't have happened. And uh, Scott would probably still be around 
if, if Tammy hadn't been coming around, coming around, the band probably would have stayed the way we were. So we were doing good, you know. Right. Not to say that I not enjoy being with my original guys. There's nothing better. Right. Oh, man, that stinks. So do you think that, um, how do you think that Scott's girlfriend influenced him? Um, what do you think are the things that made that difference in his behavior? Was it drugs? I hate to say it, but it was. You yeah, know? that stinks, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, though. Um, we... Methamphetamine is uh, a horrible drug, and yes. it it turns people into monsters, and it turns friends into enemies. And That's the truth. Uh, happened you know? yeah wow. yeah it's sad you know it's sad. you know i love scott scott you know i grew up with that dude and uh, did y'all go to school together no nah, like i said he's quite a bit older than i am oh okay okay and, uh, so he he was he's four he's four grades higher four grades higher than oh, i am oh gotcha that makes sense so y'all just but, lived close by or met Maybe. Yeah, they farmers branch. I lived in Carrollton, and uh, this is a story. I was in a band called the Stomp. We were just, you know, we were sixteen-year-old kids, you know, and we had a, a little cover band playing a bunch of Ozzy and Doc and and just stuff like that. And uh, my band wrote over Scott and their band's name on the wall on Forest Lane in Dallas. Just just wrote over it, spray painted over their name, our name, the stomp. And mm-hmm. uh, I got blamed for it. I almost got my butt whooped in the part <laughs> of uh, somebody that was uh, prominent enough to make everybody leave. Uh, and I did not get beat up that night. So, Thank goodness. So, yeah. just backtracking a little bit to something you said earlier, you said that. Um, Scott's girlfriend had told someone that you know that the police think that she killed Missy, but she said they'll never find out. Does did your friend take that as a confession or just as a like I didn't do it? They're, they'll never he took find out. Confession and a threat to her life that if she ever spoke about it or anything, that that you know Tammy would come after her because she knew that was the only person she told. Gotcha. Okay. Right. I just wanted to make sure if, you know, if, if that was taken as basically a confession or not. Did Tammy bring it up or did, how did that come up or do you know? Tammy brought it up. Uh, Scott and I, we, we were all standing together and Scott and I were talking. Uh, I think we were working on one of his guitars or something and Tammy asked Susan to come back and, well, I just gave it away who it was now. But anyway, uh, Tammy asked, uh, my friend to come back with her to uh, while she put on makeup and that's when it happened. That's when she spilled her guts or whatever you want to call it. Maybe and she was on something at the time or drunk or something. Cause that just sounds like a weird thing to say. It, it is. And, and, and the news that I've heard over the past week, um, there's been kind of an update that uh, um, there was a rapist in Middle Othian that had raped several women. He hadn't killed anybody, but he had raped several women. But uh, the deal was, is they couldn't get his DNA because he was already dead. And so, uh, be it as it may, that's the story that I've heard that uh, a rapist did it. He's dead. The story's over. 
Missy's daughter, I think her name's Hannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I know that she is not falling for that. Uh, I don't fall for it either. I, for one, think that uh, Tammy did it and uh, that her husband knew about it and they swept it all under the rug because he's a, he's a cop. So what would you think, what do you think the motive was or do you know, did, did Tammy mention what the motive was? Well, I mean, what would you do, you know, if uh, you were in a swinging type deal, but your husband's swinging with somebody that you didn't know about until afterwards and, and the girl's 10 times prettier than Tammy. Tammy wasn't much, to, isn't much to look at. And uh, it takes her about four hours to uh, put on a face. Uh, that's, a I hope I, that's hilarious. Four hours to put on makeup. That's your business. Um, but um, it takes me a couple of hours. <laughs> so it takes you less time than it takes her. It takes, yeah, it takes you less time than, than a girl. Job. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, okay, so there I are have, some swingers. I have some questions about the swinging because that's just such a foreign concept to me. Um, me too. Okay, so you were saying, I'm backing up to when you said that Scott, Scott apparently told you that he had gotten together with Tammy right in front of her husband. You don't mean the actual act of, um, quote, unquote, getting together. Or you, did they just, like, obviously make eyes at each other in front of him? Or did they actually do the deed in front of him? He dragged him into the bedroom. They were on the bed. Her husband walked in and they were busy. And uh, Scott said that her husband sat down on the end of the bed and he was still in action and uh, was crying. And uh, I mean, that, that, that hurt me. I, you know, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm as perverted as they come, but yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, you know, sit down on the bed and cry because my old lady's in bed with somebody else. I'm, I would kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, you probably better not even post that. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm the revengeful type and um, we'll leave it at that. No, I mean, th- those are some strong emotions evolved and I don't think any of us honestly would enjoy seeing our spouse with someone else. That's absolutely difficult to conceptualize to the normal person and was that was that it pardon go ahead what were you saying about normal person normal person yeah yeah that's you know it's a crime it's a it's a Mm -hmm. travis it's just you know it's ungodly it's horrible you know uh, i may be a um, a jackass at times and cuss and and drink and do what I do but you know I flirt with other women but I love the Lord Jesus and that's all there is to it and I'm not afraid to admit it I'm not embarrassed to admit it uh, I'm a very godly person I'm just not real f- obedient so well I don't, I don't we're, all sinners, yeah, we're all sinners we're all sinners <laughs> we're right there with you yeah. <laughs> quite often so Wow, that's quite a story. So did Scott tell you that story himself or did someone else tell you that about the crying in the bed and her husband being in the same room? Scott told me about her husband barging into the room and, and uh, you know, because she told Scott that she had permission and uh, I, I'm just glad I wasn't there. I'm just, I'm just so confused, though. If they're swingers... 
then why are people getting all upset? I mean, if you're a swinger, aren't you supposed to swap couples and I mean, swap partners? Well, here's the way I look at it is, you know, um, Missy Beavers was, was 10 times more of a beautiful woman than, than Tammy could ever be. I mean, she was a yoga instructor at a church, by the way, um, swingers don't go to church. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. It's just not right. Um, but Missy, you know, she was a beautiful girl and, uh, Scott, man, Scott's a good looking dude. And, uh, her husband was, you know, jealous and as was Tammy and, uh, I'm surprised Scott didn't get his ass whooped that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. I guess I'm just trying to figure out why Tammy's husband was upset if they're hosting at their house a swingers party. Right. And they're swingers also. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they were doing it at the wrong time. Maybe like this is when you do it. You don't just do it all the time. And he caught her at a different time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, what I don't the, know how this works. Maybe. Uh, That's wild. You know, uh, we, we were invited to go. And, you know, at the last minute, Scott called and told me, you know, what was going on. And I was like, I don't want to be a part of that. Good for you. Yeah, Yeah, that's just, no. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, that is weird. So did you attend other parties that Tammy and Scott had? We, We went over there after Scott and Tammy had been together for several months. We went back over to Tammy's house and we were going to have lunch and uh, without naming names, uh, a couple of girls showed up and um, they were like, Hey, y'all want to smoke a joint? And we were like, yeah, sure. Okay. Shut up this joint. And it smelled like formaldehyde. And I was, I was like, Oh my God, y'all are smoking freaking whack. I, I was like, are y'all crazy? That's that's embalming fluid. Right. You know, Tammy, Tammy takes a big hit out this joint. She says, she says, Oh my God, it tastes like we're smoking dead people. I'm like, cause you are. You're smoking dead people fluid anyway. It was the worst. And and again, we hauled ass. Wow. We turned around and left. And that was at their house in um Midlothian. Uh-huh. At that point, her husband had moved out and Scott moved in, correct? No, Scott never really did. He, he moved in right at the end, you know, of their, uh, before they escaped to New York. They're in New York now. And, and uh, uh, yes, uh, what had happened was that wasn't even Tammy's house. That was her mother's house. And her mother lived there. Her son lived there. And her husband lived there at the time. And then he moved out and... Uh, he himself paid for that house. It was her mother's house, but her mother didn't work and, and relied upon uh, him to, to take care of the rent and the bills, and which he did in exchange for, uh, you know, part of the house. And uh, when all the stuff started going down and Tammy was seeing Scott, her mother was just disgusted by it and, uh, there, there was just a huge, huge uh, court battle over that house. And I think they split it four to five different ways. Uh, the husband got something. Uh, Tammy got something. The mother got something. And I believe that both children got something. Yeah. 
Hmm. But it didn't help Tammy any. She didn't have a job. She don't know how to drive. She doesn't do anything. Again, you know, I have no qualms about saying anything about that bitch because I can't stand her. Uh, She ruined my relationship with one of my best friends. And that's uh, amazing. I mean, she sounds like Yoko Ono, except on steroids. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I could say another name, but I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so but, go ahead. But like I said, you know, Scott and I were very good friends, and uh, it's, it kind of hurt, man. Take, you know, I've seen him for so long, you know, and meeting back up with him at a show, it was like it was meant to be. We were, we were buds again. We even, right. we even jobs together you know drive, driving up to california because uh, he was working for a big company and you know we traveled a lot uh we had some good times traveling out to california and tennessee and several other other states and uh, uh and then after tammy came along she became his sidekick i was kicked out and i was no longer the the helper and, and so kind of hurt my feelings but I didn't care I needed a better job anyway oh I see what you're saying so you were helping him with this construction business a little bit and then Tammy whooped in she came swooping in and took over oh yeah now um do you think that Scott's ever just gonna look up one day and think I don't want to be tangled up in this anymore do you think he'll come back home to Texas doesn't he have family here of any kind yeah and that's what's really sad you know Scott has a, a son uh that just recently, uh, well, I guess it's been about a year, two years now, had a son, and Scott doesn't want anything to do with him. Now, Scott and his son owned that house together. Uh, they both paid for it. And when Scott left for New York, he, you know, he demanded his money from his son, and his son didn't have it, you know, that kind of money, but forked over what he had, and, and luckily his son still has that house, and uh, Chris, uh, if you happen to see this, man, I love you, bud. And, uh, hope you and your wife and your little one are, are doing great. So, yeah. Go ahead. So um, you're saying that Scott and his son are estranged. Um, do you, does, is there, is it have anything to do with the situation that you're talking about or? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. It doesn't. Uh, Seems, seems like their relationship, from what you're saying, has ruined a lot of other relationships in their it lives. Ruined, it ruined friends and and lovers and and brothers and sisters. You know, it just uh, it just had a, a downfall, a domino effect of, of screwing up people's lives. Wow! And we had heard too that Tammy um, was estranged from her family. Do you know why? Um, because she's all about Tammy, you know, it's all about her, all about, you know, uh, what she can get out of life and being the center of attention and, uh, wanting everything. She, she so wanted to be a part of the band, you know, uh, and, and I wasn't going to have it. I, I didn't want her doing nothing. You know? <laughs> what was she wanting to do with the band? She had this idea of having candle operas all over the stage, you know, which man, kind of looked cool, you know. But it was our first show at, at, at House of Blues, and they spent six hours going around the state of Texas to 
garage sales buying candle loppers and they show up with a hundred, 200 candle loppers and they're all over the stage. And again, it looked cool, but you know, we got, you know, uh, kind of caught blocked by H, uh, House of Blues because uh, uh, we were late. You know, that makes you look bad. Yeah. But we're Blizzard of Oz, and of course, we got asked back, and uh, we'll be there again. You know, once uh, the pandemic and inflation and all this BS uh, goes away. <laughs> <laughs> we have just a little longer on that. <laughs> oh, God. No kidding. Um, do you think that. Or do or do you know that Scott knows uh, that that Tammy did it? I mean, surely he's got to have some type of idea. The dude ain't stupid. I mean, he's a smart man, right? And you know, but you know, women are wicked, and they can they can tell a man anything, and he'll believe it. Yeah, yeah that's true. Deep. Been telling, looking for years, and nah. <laughs> Well, I heard we had initially before we met you talked to the singer, the Paul Stanley guy from Rock and Roll Over, and he thinks Tammy did it too. It's kind of interesting. It sounds like in the local, you know, DFW music scene, it sounds like she's a big rumor associated with the Missy Beavers case. It's not just you. I mean, it sounds like there's, according to Chris, a lot of people are, uh, the Paul Stanley guy, a lot of people think it was her. And Christopher, Christopher and I are, are really close friends. We've done lots of shows together, and and I've known him a long time. And uh, uh, he and I have discussed it a couple of times. And, yeah, we both firmly believe that, that Tammy did it. I, I don't believe the story about the rapist and all that. I think that's just another story that the cops brought up to brush under the rug and and uh, keep David, you know, Tammy's husband, safe from the force and but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I don't have the proof, uh, mm-hmm. but my gut instincts, you know, it's rarely ever wrong. Well, we did some side by sides. We have a really great listener named Dale who did some side by sides. Um, you know, th- her name came up early in the Facebook groups as a potential suspect. And there were some side by sides done and she looks like the perpetrator in the church. There's mm-hmm. no denying the body oh. type. That walk and that body type in that suit, it's her. You know, Chris was trying to tell her that it was a that the rapist had a bum leg and that's why he was limping like that. I don't buy it for a second because I know that Tammy had a limp as well. And uh, you know, being in that big heavy ass SWAT suit, I, I couldn't even walk in that. And you know, David's six six something you know foot tall, and Tammy's three foot tall so that, <laughs> it, it looks like the perpetrator's wearing shoes that are too big you think that it's possible that she put on his old um shoes that he used to wear with that SWAT outfit 100 percent, i think that yeah because the shoe the feet look bigger than they should right right yeah totally i had a i think i know who the rapist is by the way and he was eventually cleared by midlothian it was bobby wayne henry he is an ex yeah, he's a, yeah he's an ex-police officer he's not dead yet apparently he has cancer um he did um have some sexual assault charges in his past so that's who they're talking about he is enormous though he's, yeah he is tall he's like the abominable snowman he is huge he's like six what two at least yeah or maybe even more yeah, he's and he's got super big, broad shoulders. There's no way that's him in the church. No way. 
Yeah, just like the father-in-law, he's too big as well. But yeah. people just keep going with it. But that's okay. Yeah, Bobby Wayne Henry is he is he's I, got he has a checkered past, but he's way too huge to be the perp in that church. Okay, I t- I totally believe it. Totally. Now, um, I have a, a different kind of question for you, and you may or may not know this, but do you know if Tammy is left or right-handed? Amy's left-handed because uh, that's what she and I used to talk about all the time. It's because I'm I'm left-handed. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> okay. I was just curious because the, the the person in the video does a few things with their left. They don't seem comfortable tapping with the hammer on, with the right hand. And I said that think they're left-handed because they just seem like it's kind of awkward. Good call, Renee. She's yeah. A, she's I've been saying pop. left-handed for a while now. <laughs> I was, they're left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, uh, that, uh, uh, she and I had talked about that before, that we had that in common. We were both left-handed. Mm. We have a lot of left-handed people in our family, and I think that's why I clued in on it, too, because all of my um, my husband and my father and my uncle are all left-handed. So. My brother, my daughter, my husband, and my grandpa are. Wow. Lots of Southpaws. Crazy. My dad had it when he was alive. He would not have his son being left-handed. So he taught me to throw right-handed, how to bat right-handed, and so <laughs> next year, so I can, I can. That's cool. Right, left-handed, right, right-handed doesn't matter. Right. Now, also, we had heard a story uh, that there was a party the night before the murder, um, and that possibly it was Tammy and them had had a party. Have you ever heard that story? Same house yeah. in Midlothian. Mm-hmm. Now, what 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 can you tell us about that party? I just know that, that was a, uh, another party. This now, this was before Scott. This was before Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew about us. Uh, her husband Dave was uh, interested in uh, kind of promoting our band and and uh, being like a management of our band because he wanted to buy us swag, you know, shirts, koozies, all sorts of stuff. And you know, and then that night at their party. He caught Scott and Tammy ruined it, but that that form that first party that you're talking about, that was that was the night before uh, Missy Beavers, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the story is, and this is just a story. Uh, I don't know the truth. I'm just telling a fable. And uh, Tammy and David got into a fight that night. David left and was supposed to go on duty and instead he went and met up with Missy Beavers and uh, Missy Beavers had to cut the, the, the date short that night because she had to be at the church at five o'clock in the morning. And then uh, that's, uh, I, I'm guessing that's how Tammy knew that Missy was going to be there at the church that early wild that is wild and sad and uh, I, I i would love it if she uh, if all of a sudden they found out that it was really her do you think she'll ever confess oh god no yeah no do you think that do you think the police have ever questioned scott uh that's a good question. I, I, I couldn't say yes or no to that. Um, Scott and I, you know, ever since uh, 
uh, there was an incident one night where um, Tammy and I were talking and Scott got Scott wasn't there and Scott got very upset and thought I was hitting on Tammy and which was clearly the other way around and uh, I wouldn't stick nothing in her and <laughs> I hope this family oriented show was uh, <laughs> sorry I'm immature I laugh at things like that go ahead yes and and uh um, I wouldn't have nothing to do with her, but she told Scott that I touched her and that I did this. And, oh, good grief. Yeah, this is this was five minutes before we were to go on stage. And so, you know, Scott and I are at, you know, ready to fight. And uh, we got past it, you know, we apologized to one another and and but it just didn't change. Nothing changed after that. Everything was different. Uh, Scott just went on his way with Tammy. Wow. Can you think of any uh, times in the past where uh, there were any issues with Tammy, like having anger or threatening people or anything like that? Oh, my God. <laughs> every every time we would go to a show, you know, Tammy had to be the center of attention, no matter what. And and you can't take that away from Ozzy. I mean, come on. Right. I'm the center. I'm Ozzy Osbourne. Exactly. <laughs> she couldn't stand it. You know, we'd be at a table. Everybody's talking to me. Everybody's wanting pictures with me. You know, Tammy is jumping in behind every picture, photobombing, you know, jumping behind it. Oh, <laughs> picture and uh, the, just the stupid stuff that they did. You know, they had their backstage life page that they had up and uh nobody wanted them backstage one of them backstage <laughs> rocker lifestyle we're familiar yeah yeah and so you know that them posting pictures of her uh gladly dressed it was uh gross at at, at least mm. Hey, why, why did, um, what was the reason that Scott left your band? I kicked Scott out of the band. Oh, okay. He, he was messed up on methamphetamine. I, I can't have that in my band. Right, right. Absolutely. Goes not, you know, showing up for practice, uh, you know, and I'm not a liar. I know what he was doing. I'm not stupid. Uh, and, uh. You know, so Scott, if you hear this, you're a dope ed. Um, anyway, uh, hopefully he's not. Maybe that, you know, for all I know, they could have moved off to New York and found Jesus. That, that'd be awesome. You know, right. uh, I wish them well. I don't, I don't wish anything bad upon them. Uh, you know, if Tammy really did do this, which I believe she did, she deserves to pay for it. I agree. Yeah pretty wild and we do have to stick a little disclaimer on here of course we don't know Renee and I and shame we don't know 100% that this person did it but it's very interesting conversation and we're so happy that you joined us to share all this with us um that's just a legal disclaimer I just made (laughs) (laughs) finally throwing that in there yeah Um, (laughs) I thought it was overdue I had another question but I gotta remember it first it was oh um 
Now, had you heard anything, any connection to the car that was traveling around SWFA? Do you hear any connection about that as far as the murder was concerned? No, I didn't hear a lot about that until, I don't know, several months after the that it all, it, it all happened. But that car was, and, uh, okay, this is just my speculation. That car was Tammy's because uh, she had that same exact car and wrecked it that night of Missy's uh, murder. She wrecked that car. They quickly had it towed away, had it smashed, and uh, she didn't drive again as far as I knew after that. So you knew she had a, a silver Nissan Altima? Because we knew she had some other cars because she posted them on social media all the time, but I'd never heard that one. And she had a Cadillac as well, and uh, that got crashed. Uh, wow. So Tammy had a Nissan Altima? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and then she also had a dark SUV of some sort. Right, exactly. Now, was that her car or was that someone else's? That was hers, too. She she drove that car. Hmm. Because there was somebody that had told us at one time they couldn't find her name on, on any of those cars. Maybe somebody else actually owned them and she was just driving Her mother cars. Oh, oh, her mother. Um, there is a search warrant um, involving this case that says that a passerby saw a small dark SUV leaving the church right around the time that the murder had occurred, like right after the murder. So a small dark SUV wouldn't really describe a big black Yukon, but if you're driving by at five in the morning and it's pouring down rain, you might accidentally call it small. Right. Right. right from a distance too. Now, what kind of work did Scott do on the side? I'm sure he did something else, right? Um, yeah. Scott had a, his own uh, construction business. You know, uh, he worked for AT and T, uh, and you know they sent him, you know, uh, almost around the world, you know, state to state, you know, um, doing reconstruction to AT and T stores and like in malls and things like that. We we were in malls all the time. You know, it, you have to. We had to start at ten o'clock at night when they closed. And work till you know five six o'clock in the morning, and uh, uh, but he had a really good thriving business going on. Had uh, him and his son both had really really nice trucks, and uh, which uh, his son still his son's got a great job. His son's super smart, super talented, and takes care of his family. And he still has his truck. Scott unfortunately burned up the engine in his truck. And uh, they might be driving a Pinto. I I don't know. (laughs) Pinto. (laughs) That's funny. So did Tammy ever work with with Scott, uh, with his company? Yeah. yeah, That that, that took my spot. She uh, um, uh, totally just took over. You know, didn't want me. She she did not want Scott and I to go anywhere together. You know. Uh, so you, did you feel like she was kind of controlling? I was just fixing to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Very controlling. Yeah. Wow. And you had mentioned that she had threatened people in the past. Um, do you, can you mention anything about that? I can remember when uh, we were at that place in Saxe. I can't remember the name of that club. Do you remember the name of that club? The Brick Tavern. It's called something else now, but uh, we were sitting there and we're jamming and 
all of a sudden, Tammy decides to remove her shirt. <laughs> and, uh, wow. that, that started this major fight in, in the club between her and Scott and, and people taking up for her and people and chicks yelling at her. It was just a, a it was animosity at its best. Did she show her actual boobs or did she have a bra on? Yeah. No. Oh no. God, it's just crazy. That's hilarious. <laughs> that it, it was a uh, very uh, ugly. It mm. was. It was. It wasn't sexy. wasn't cool. It. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and what that's. What, I'm sorry, but what was was really bad was uh, Scott's children were there. You know, of course they're of age. You know, oh, but gosh. still. Still, you know, he's introducing his new girlfriend and she's sitting on the side of the stage by the speaker with her shirt off. And uh, that's very attention seeking, to put it mildly. <laughs> oh, I got to say the least of you only knew. Now, Tammy had her moments where she tried to be nice to people, but it was just a God, it was so obvious and so. Uh, Sugar coat wouldn't even be the the word for it. It was just a, a flat out fake, mm -hmm. you know. You, you just knew she was faking her emotions to try and fit in. And she didn't belong in the rock and roll scene. Now, now, obviously, not anything on a podcast or anywhere else. But do you think that the woman? that Tammy confided in that she did it would be willing to talk directly to police, not to us, not anyone else. I don't want to know who it is, but would that person be willing to talk to Midlothian PD? Yeah, she, she would do that. You know, she would just have to remain anonymous and right. And, uh, but yeah, she would be more than willing to do that. Yeah, we could definitely put her in touch with somebody who would, you know, either there's a couple of ways to do it. She could actually talk to them and, you know, just not say who she is or whatever, talk to them on the phone, whatever. Or she could do it on the app because there's the anonymity there. They actually won't know anything about who she is, phone number, nothing. She did call the uh, um, uh, Crime Stoppers deal because uh, there was, it, it was immediately after a commercial about Mr. Beavers and Crime Stoppers. And so, you know, she called him and uh, just told him everything she knew. And, uh, we didn't ever hear anything back. Uh, no, nobody ever heard anything about it. Nothing was said. Uh, gotcha. That's crazy. So nothing, I, we've heard that story so many times and I don't know exactly yeah. what went wrong. You know, I don't, you're, you're probably not aware, but um, not long ago I, I joined Crime Stoppers of Ellis County and um, she's on the board trying to kind of put together the reasons why calls get, you know, people call in tips and then nothing happens with them. But I think they've got a few of those quirks, you know, figured out. And I hope so, because we've heard that from so many people have. now. That's really frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. And I, I think that um, I think that the, the call center was just trying to use like a method to get as much information as they could. So if somebody called in a tip and said, hey, uh, I know who that was that rob that lady on the corner of xyz whatever so the people would just instantly say i'm not familiar with that case can you give me more information so they were just trying to get more information but they didn't realize in in doing that they made the person feel like 
you're calling the wrong person. But that's they were kind of going about it in a weird way, you know. So I suggested let's let's not say I'm not familiar with that case. Let's just say okay. And what can you tell me? I mean, right, just start right. getting the information. They were con- <laughs> they were confusing people. Yeah. So. Um, okay. The the conversation. Say that again. I'm sorry. That let them start the conversation. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just listen to them. Yeah, exactly. Now, so. in any of this activity, you know, within the local music scene and people talking about this case, has anyone ever said how Missy was killed? Like, yeah. if, if it was Tammy, what did she use? It, they didn't find the murder weapon now. Everybody knows that. And, and uh, But it was a big, blunt object, a big, heavy object. You know, and it couldn't, it couldn't have been, you know, too, too heavy, you know, because Tammy's, you know, uh, a lightweight. But, you know, it was something that was thick enough at one end that it busted Missy's missy's head open you know and and uh and killed her do you know if tammy had access to guns many the reason i ask is um i think it's safe to say this out in the open now for a long time we tried to help keep it quiet because we knew mpd wanted it quiet but it's gotten out so we're gonna say it um missy was shot twice and with a gun that 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 just changes the whole the whole the whole deal uh I, if I had any doubt before, um, it's gone. Mm-hmm. There, she, she was proud of all the guns that got left. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting other information from uh, uh, Susan. And you're good. It's okay. Uh, look, uh, and uh, I'm not gonna hide it. Susan's the one that that that. Uh, Tammy confided in and told us to. Yes. Well, I tell tell you what, though, I think that I know I understand we feel really scared because, you know, we're right here local, too. And we run our mouths about this case all the time on our show. But I do feel that, you know, Tammy probably knows there's some heat on her and she's not she won't come down here and hurt anyone. Mm -hmm. There's no way. No, I think this can only help the case. Because, it, I mean, it has definitely stalled. And I feel like there's just nothing happening right now. Again, it's stalled. Yeah. And, you know, but I, uh, getting back to the gun thing, uh, Tammy was so proud because, uh, you know, they, they basically kicked David out of that house. And she was bragging on how she kept his brand new lawnmower, kept this, kept that, kept all of his guns. And then I was like, um, okay, she opened up this big case that was full of rifles, pistols, you know, handguns, all, all, all sorts of stuff. And uh, I, uh, as a matter of fact, that was the last time I ever went to her house. How many times did you go to her house total? Just a couple or three or four? Uh, I did some work for her mother. Her mother and I uh, uh, hit it off just perfect. She's Hispanic and she uh, uh, cooked me lunch for for coming over and, and uh, uh, Tammy had uh, driven the car into the brick house and and busted uh, busted up part of the house. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I went over there and fixed it and put all the bricks back and and uh, fixed it all up and put her in a new window and stuff and and so she you know paid us and fixed me lunch and 
Uh, she was super nice, but her and Tammy all day long, all, and I'm not, I'm not kidding, all day long argued back and forth, you know, cooking, laundry, whatever it was that one of them was doing, it wasn't the right way. They argued about it and her and her mother were not, uh, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't mother and daughter. They, mm, they, mm-hmm. they were two different people. Bickering a lot. That's annoying. Um, do you think that her mom thinks that she did it? You know, that, that, that too is a good question because, uh, she had mentioned to me that Tammy was a troublemaker and that she wasn't a good mother. Uh, her son turned out to be a bad person and had robbed a couple of liquor stores or something to that effect. And, and just, you know, uh, suing, suing your mother for uh, a piece of the property that, you know, that your mother lets you live, live in for you know, almost 10 years. Uh, it's just wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that was her mother's house, her mother and, and, you know, her father who had passed away, you know, quite, quite a while, while back. And, uh, but she's hateful towards her mother. And Do you think, Tam- do you think Tammy's kids think that she did it? Any, any of her kids? Um, her son happened to have said something, you know, to the fact of it's no wonder the police are always looking for you. And that was just a, a out of thin air that, that came up. I didn't catch the whole conversation. That's all I heard. Okay. Now, when you were mentioning that you went over to fix the, the, the brick wall or whatever that had gotten broken the window, um, I guess was was Scott living there at the time? No. Oh. No, he had, yeah, he, he was still living in Saxe uh, with his son, and uh, uh, you know, was, uh, he and I still doing business together. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes he sense. Was, hmm. It was fun while it lasted. I liked you know traveling and making money. I feel bad for Scott. Yeah. It's it's interesting that he's heard these stories, these rumors, if you want to call them that or whatever. Maybe he knows and just doesn't care, but it's interesting that he's still with her. It's a, a surprise to me. Uh, you know, like I said, Scott's not a bad looking dude. You know, he at every show he had girls, you know, giving them, giving him their phone numbers, you know, and, uh, why he stuck with Tammy, I don't know. That's just crazy. I wonder what they're, do you know what they're up to now, work-wise? I, I have no clue. I know that they're in New York, somewhere in New York. I, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they're, they're in a really I'll, tiny town in upstate New York. Really small town. Okay. They're not in New York City, which we noticed that she's checked in several times in New York city and they're nowhere near New York city. They're way up, um, upstate New York. Wow. Tiny, See, tiny I'll, town. You guys know more than, than I know. Sure. I know that Scott had called, uh, because Jeff legend was looking for a bass player and they were, inter- they were interested in Scott. 
And Mike Hamill from uh, Def Legend called me. He's like, hey, how trustworthy is Scott? And I was like, well, uh, you know, don't, you know, turn your back to him if he's got a knife in his hand. And, uh, I said, it's not a very uh, uh, person that's on time. And he was like, that's it. He ain't getting the job. And so Scott remained in, in New York. And, so you think he would have come back for that and maybe left Tammy up there? That's what I was hoping. I was right. hoping that. Right. Then you could rekindle your friendship and everything could be like maybe more back to normal. That was, yeah. That would have been cool. They spent a lot of time, I remember, and this this is back when we first heard about um, her, you know, being one of the suspects or whatever in the case. Um, but I remember seeing pictures um on social media where she would be talking about they had gotten kicked out of their house or we're, we need somebody to come help us move and all this crazy stuff. I mean, it was a, it was a hot mess. Oh, she was putting out, um, what, what are those money things on Facebook? Oh, like uh, GoFundMe? Yeah. Go, go fuck me pages. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I don't care. Those GoFundMe, uh, deals and, uh, I don't know that she ever made money off of them. Maybe she did. Maybe that's what got them to New York. I don't know. Uh, but she did many of those. And it's just like you were saying, oh, we need help moving. Uh, we need help with our bills. We need this. We need that. And, and uh, you know, Scott, Scott and I were still kind of in contact at that time. And, you know, and he was like, man, I'm not even part of that. You know, I, I don't have anything to do with it. And I was like, man, that's embarrassing. I it is not. embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Did she do any type of work on the side besides the work with Scott? Did she do anything work-wise or bringing any kind of money? When I when I very first met Tammy, she was working in a furniture store that just was right around the corner from uh, where she was. Uh, well, I say right around the corner. It takes a mile to get through that neighborhood over there. Right. Ten miles. Anyway, but she works at a furniture store. Uh, behind the counter, selling furniture, doing whatever. And uh, just one day, um, got accused of stealing something and she was fired. Wow. And I had heard, this is just a rumor, I'd heard that uh, when she and Scott were working, that she got caught stealing from AT&T and that he lost that account. Whether that's true, I don't know. Um, that's just a rumor I heard. Right. Wouldn't surprise. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Well, uh, people do desperate things when they're desperate, so that makes well, sense. When they're stupid too, and Tammy's <laughs> it's probably something she didn't even need. And uh, if she did steal something, it's probably something she didn't even need, and just thought it it was necessary. No telling. I have one last question for you. I don't know if Crystal has any other questions, but I wanted to ask you, have you ever heard any stories about a burner phone? Explain that to me. You know, like people will go buy phones, like, because you have a phone, but then they'll buy a, another phone, maybe like a prepaid phone or something, and it's yeah. used for whatever. She had two of them. Missy had received some harassing messages, apparently, on LinkedIn that came from a fake account that was under a male name. Could you see this person you're talking about doing something like that to harass someone? Oh, yeah. 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 
Tammy had two cell phones. And I remember when the first one, the, the uh, minutes went out on it or something and she threw it in the trash and she had another phone, so she didn't care. And uh, she ended up getting rid of that phone as well because her and Scott got on a, fan, a, a plan together. Mm. Uh. And the only reason they got on a plan together is so that she could track Scott's phone calls. And uh, that was that was so freaking annoying. You know, <laughs> imagine she she was tapped into his phone to where she knew what calls he made, what calls were made to him, what text messages got sent out, emails, whatever. She knew everything, you know, and and uh, like I said, Scott's died about the dude and he got lots of phone numbers. And when we were away, he would use them. He would be calling girls up. Hey, what are y'all doing? You know, I'm sitting here with shame. We're doing uh, some construction and blah, blah, blah. And man, he made a lot of lady friends and, uh, you know, it's funny. And I'll, I'll say this, uh, uh, when I, when I got Scott into the band, he had a Facebook page and he had three, three friends on his page. <laughs> wow. He joined Blizzard of Oz and he hit 5,000 within two weeks. Mm. And, uh, you know, people like those tall, long haired uh, dudes. And uh, rocker guys. Mm -hmm. And he kind of had yeah. like a trademark of wearing a cowboy hat on stage, right? Oh yeah, well you know that wasn't his hair, so you know he had to have something to hold it down. I'm the only one that had real hair at the bed. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's funny. That's cool. I guess that's how he found. Maybe she found out because I think I read somewhere a long time ago that she had caught him cheating or something. That was probably how if she was following his or keeping up tabs with him or whatever. <laughs> since they were into, uh, since Tammy was into that swinging thing oh, god this is horrible all the news the, the things that i know um i'm not gonna name names scott messed messed around with a certain uh a certain drummer's wife who was kind of promiscuous and and was into the swinging thing too and uh her husband uh he wanted out of that 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 lifestyle mm -hmm. and uh, person very well and then he's genuine and i understand uh why he was upset but uh she and scott uh had been together 10 years before he had been with her and so they wanted to rekindle and uh it didn't happen but it was talked about he found out and tammy found out and uh, it was just a big cluster, you know. Yeah. And uh, the, the the life and times of uh, Blizzard of Oz. Uh, <laughs> right. I feel like such a boring person. All the swinging <laughs> and everything. We don't. Like, we just wow. go home and watch TV and go to bed. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 you gotta understand that my wife is sitting right here because um, that is that's what we used to do. We 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 go home. And, you know, I, I'm a big wrestling fan. So like, I like to watch Friday Night Smackdown and Monday Night Raw. I, I've been doing it for 
since I was a kid, I've always watched wrestling. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what we used to do Saturday nights. We would uh, Family Guy binge and watch every episode of Family Guy. Mm-hmm. I uh, I had a, a quadruple bypass surgery from a heart attack I had in, in April of 2020. Oh my goodness! And uh, it's, it was my ninth heart attack. And uh, it, it's just been from that moment on. I don't want to. I don't want to sit behind the TV every night. You know, I want to go out. I want to be uh, seen out on the scene. Because uh, I mean, if 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 you don't do that, uh, bands start thinking that you're you're uh, too bad or too too good for them. You don't want to come to their shows. You know. And I don't want to be that person. You know, I want to be the person that goes to everybody's shows. That everybody says, "Hey, man, there's shame and." and uh uh, you know and have a good time right and uh, my my wife is just um she's a homebody she she likes to watch uh tv and she hangs out with our dog and we had two dogs and i mentioned you know that moses passed in august uh but we have a rescue dog that we had gotten and she's she's my little girl her name's grace but we don't like leaving her alone. It, it makes us sad. Mm-hmm. Family and and uh, so nine times out of ten, if, if I go out on a Saturday night to see a band, uh, Susan will stay home with with the dog and and hang out, watch TV, and do the things that she loves to do, like laundry. <laughs> That's not one of my favorites. I, I don't mind washing, He's but I don't want to dry. <laughs> Not yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. She's like, whatever. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you know, to straighten up, clean up. She doesn't like things laying around, which I lay around all the time. I lay stuff everywhere. <laughs> that's funny. I think then, that's typical. Yeah, 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 that's happening all over the place. Households <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> right? So, can you think of anything else that you want to tell us? About the the case or Tammy or whatever. I I hope for for Hannah's sake, you know that that uh, some type of closure comes to her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she was young; she didn't know what happened until she got older, and yeah. and uh, and now it's you know it's important. You know, a child needs their mom as well as an adult needs their mother. You know, uh, yeah. I find myself every you know almost every day since my mother passed something will happen that day i need to call my mom i need to tell i know that feeling very well yes i know that feeling yeah and you know hannah was on our show before she's definitely interested in the case and now that she's 21 years old she's asking questions and she had actually tried to set up a meeting or some kind of conversation with mpd and they declined talking to her yes because they Sweep all that under the rug. That's why. Hopefully, something will change. Yeah, I think I think they're they're confused. They're, they're they don't know what to do, and they're just kind of like giving up, unfortunately. But I don't know. Well, I hope that you know we can if we can help you in any way, or your or um, the person that has the information, um, 
get them in touch with somebody, please let us know. We can, after we stop recording, we can um, send you, you know, information or we can give you our number and we can get you on connect or we can give you the app, uh, which you can download on your phone. And then you just basically put the information in and they know absolutely nothing about you. Nothing. I don't, I'm sorry. I said, absolutely, that would be way cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Yeah, we'd love to help. We had a blast having you on. Thank you for sticking with us so long. This is longer than our normal um, conversations are, so we appreciate your patience. Yeah, that's awesome. And we can't wait to see you play and sing and all that good stuff because it's... Yeah, hopefully we'll get to meet you and your wife on the first. And I'm going to have my husband with me, and I think my son is bringing his girlfriend, so it'll be a great time. Bring them all. Bring your grandma. Bring your... uh, uh, they all love us. Yeah, we're yeah. looking forward to it. I'm okay. bringing my daughter, so. Oh, all that'll right. be great. Yeah. All right. Forward- Thank you so much. All right, much. we're looking forward to it. Thanks again, Shane. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you Thank so you. much, everyone, for joining us on True Crime Broads. People. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? People. People. Yes. Yeah.